Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. I'm not gonna... the first 10 minutes well uh, hold on are you you're recording again am i how's that happen how am i recording oh i joined first he who joins first records first. how do you manage i don't i literally i send the link to you and then i press start meeting i've had my coffee today mate um i'm in straight into it um but yes and let's get straight into it unless you have any riddles for me or any like would you rather questions to get things kicked off to get us warmed up on this afternoon where you are i can certainly get i can certainly get you one oh, very exciting johnny's going into the vault riddles for adults <laughs> i'm glad i've qualified uh, i've just imagine if it was window. riddles for kids that got me like I could solve all the adult ones. That's too. That's too basic. Too easy. Easy riddles for adults. Funny riddles for adults. Hard riddles for adults. That's more. That's more like it. <laughs> I like the funny option, as if we'd just be sitting here going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, riddle, riddle, riddle. Oh, how confusing! <laughs> what comes from a mine is always surround is surround is always surrounded by wood always, and used by everyone. Weird phrase. Comes from a mine is always surrounded from wood always. Yeah. I, I, so having seen the answer, I don't think that phrasing is, is important. So what comes from a mine, what is always surrounded by wood and used by everyone? Like the, the like elevator shaft into the mine? Is that is that it? Like Used by everyone. Oh, to get into the mine and out of the mine. Okay, everyone in the mine. Everyone in the mine. Is it, so is it in the mine or just everyone in the world? Is it, looking at the answer, is it everyone in could, the world? Could be, yeah, it's everyone in the world, yeah. It's a, it's everyone in the world. It's a shit question. I'm going to tell you. Go on. The answer is pencil lead. Well, I don't use a pencil, so get in the bin. I've got a computer, mate. Why do but you also, don't, you also don't use a mine shaft. Yeah. That's true, but but it was everyone in the mine. Yeah, I I don't don't think there is something that everyone in the world uses for a mine. Maybe like zirconium. What's the air? Air. air. We don't use mine air though. But it's still there's still air in the mine, isn't there? It have to be, otherwise it's not really a mine. It's just a space where nothing happens. How can you physically stand behind your father? while he is standing behind you. Ooh, I like this one. Uh, oh, How can you physically stand behind your father while he is standing behind you? Oh, I have no idea, and I like this. I don't, I've got <laughs> not one clue. 
I, I don't even like. I'm trying to think. Like, you're physically, so he's like metaphorically standing behind you. Is where my head's going. But I don't. You're going to kick yourself. Physically stand behind your father. Whilst he's standing behind you. Um, Four. Is it, three. Is it you're both facing outwards? Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so you you and your father are standing back to back. Yeah. Boom. Right, this, this one's complicated. You ready for this? Yes. A is the brother of B. B is the brother of C. C is the father of D. How is D related to A? That doesn't sound complicated. It sounds very simple. Well, go on then. So on. A is the brother of B. B is the brother of C. D is C is the father of C is the father of D. C is the father of D. Actually, you know what? Yeah, it's not that complicated. Is that like? So what? D. So A is D's uncle. Is that the answer? A is D's aunt or uncle or aunt or uncle. Aunt or uncle. Yeah. Well, I guess knowing that because when I, when I saw that I thought ooh this one looks meaty but actually well although I guess I assume the uncle gender from the, the amount of brothering going on so maybe that's where I've tripped up and fallen down a mine shaft <laughs> <laughs> you've stepped on the gender tripwire yeah the gender tripwire and fallen you do not want to be you don't want to be tripping that off at this in this day and age <laughs> at this juncture <laughs> lose a leg exactly um uh, I'll find one more. One more. Are you not satisfied on the ending of that one? I like. I like to end with a with a yeah with a banger. Oh god, there's some really good ones here. Oh, always found a different area of the vault. He's dusted some cobwebs off some tomes. What? What can, <laughs> what can you? What can you hold in your right hand but never in your left hand? Um, hold in your right hand but never in your left hand. Your left wrist. Your left hand. Fair. I mean, yeah. It's impossible, isn't it? Like, you can't hold your hand in your own hand. No. But even that, like, you're, you're trying to, like... It's, like, it's more like... It's making a fist that's so big that your hand wraps around your own hand. What belongs to you, but everyone else uses it? Um... Belongs to you, but everyone else uses it. Your name. Correct. Which is dubious. If we're going for the mining shaft, everyone. If people don't know who you are, they don't use your name. So technically it's wrong. If pencils is right. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, I, I can't claim ownership of the, you know, I don't know who wrote the questions. That's the problem. There we go. So, we, oh, we get to go then. We're, we're going on. That, that's the best. Well, there's, ten, there's one more. There's one more. Okay. How is, se- how is seven different from the rest of the numbers between one and ten? Um, he doesn't know. Is it like a shape thing? Doesn't sound like it's a shape. It could be a shape thing. It's just, nope. it's, is how is seven different from 
the other numbers between 1 and 10? Well, it's 7 and none of the others are. I don't... <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. It's a very wordy one. No more guesses? No more advances on that? <laughs> 7 has two syllables and the rest only have one. Oh, very nice. I think, like, my head went there and then just couldn't be bothered to, like, do the maths of it. I was like, oh, it's probably something like letter length or something like that. But there you go. So I think that was fairly comfortably a victory now, for me. what about if in different languages does the same hold up? No. End of that, then. Uh, duh. Toi. Ken. Toi. Sank. Yeah. Catra. There you go. Boom. <laughs> no, disproved it. Peace. There you go. Take me to Paris and tell me that riddle. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, you speak. You still speak English though in Paris. That's the thing. Well, okay. that's the thing about people in places. <laughs> <laughs> but if you and I were in Paris, we wouldn't just automatically only be able okay. to speak French. Ask a Frenchman that riddle then, or French woman. In French. There you go. But yes, it, yeah, you're right. Let's dive in to today's topic. And today we're, we're going not off the beaten path, but to like a, I think like a, a neglected topic on a lot of these stuff. I, I think this is a big part of what makes a business scalable and is something that I, I don't really see too many people talking about it out there when it comes to PT. A lot of it is like sales and marketing, which is obviously very important. You don't really have a business without that. Um, but on the back end of how you deliver your coaching, um, automation, which is what we're going to talk about today, can be, I mean, basically the difference between you being able to serve 10 people and you being able to serve thousands of people. Now, it's not like only that, like some of it is inherent in the way that you position your offering. But I wanted to talk about automation today because I don't really think we've covered it too much on any podcast before. So, Johnny, the question I want to ask you is when did you start automating stuff within Propane Fitness? And what led to that decision? Pause. There's, it was fine before, but there's now a background noise. Hey guys, my name is Bodhi Kenyon. I live in Tokyo, Japan. I've been in the propane business course for several weeks now, and I want to give praise where praise is due. The first week, I got really clear on my vision. There's a goal setting that first week, and we spent like 20 hours, my wife and I, getting our goal, our vision, really ultra clear, and just got really clear on where we're going with our life, with our business. Uh, the second week on the niche, getting the niche straight, and I talked to my clients, um, and we just got really clear on who we serve exactly. And it just took a while to do that, but doing that really was a game changer. Um, because of the vision, getting clear on our vision, where we're going, and getting clear on our client, and our ideal client, not just in the age, but exactly, how they are. Um, we brought in three new clients in two weeks, and that was about 3,300 pounds, about 4,000 US dollars. Um, just doing those two things, just two weeks of the course, two out of 12, I'm, I'm excited what's coming next. Um, so we're really happy, just getting our mindset straight, getting our niche straight, um, makes a huge difference. Thank you guys, Propane, we love you. Good luck everyone, thanks. Right, there you go. We are back. In We're back. Land. We're back. Yeah, so my question was, Johnny, 
Where? When did we start automating? <laughs> yes. I can't remember. But <laughs> end of episode. Pro- so we, we, I think we probably wait. <laughs> yeah, end of episode. We we probably waited too long to automate stuff. So I think there's two there's two sides of automation. Like one of them is realizing that something can you can be automated in the first place. So you've got to have the realization, the knowledge that like software exists that can do something without you having to do it manually. And that when you first find out about that, it's always a, a really like it's a massive light bulb moment because you're like, wow, I had no idea that. I, like I remember the first time I ever found out that there's, there's stuff that would automatically send emails to people. That was a huge thing. Now it's like so basic and so taken as a given in in what we do now that I don't even think about it. But I remember a time when literally just someone being someone buying a program and then an email being sent to them automatically and we didn't have to send the email. It was like, wow think how much time we're, so, we're saving so it was probably very gradual but for a very very long time we did absolutely everything manually and i don't think that was because we thought for a period of time we were doing it manually because we thought that was the right thing to do and that's the other side of automation is like you know it can be automated but you think it's bad to automate in fact there's three things there's three there's three things in automation Ooh. there's there's knowing something can be automated but deciding not to because bespoke service is better there's Knowing something that, hold on. Has it gone back from three to two? Or is it- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's that. There's not knowing something can be automated. Uh-huh. I've got it. Thank God. Oh. And then, and then there's automating something before you've even before you even know that that thing works. Mm-hmm. So there's like three buckets and categories that people fall into. So automated business is something that a lot of people want. A lot of people talk about. Not very, very many people really know what that means. And people jump to something, wanting something automated immediately without necessarily knowing, is this working? Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, like, you can fully automate an entire program. But at a certain level, that is all the time, 24-7, that is software causing things to happen at massive volumes. Like, I think I remember us looking into our email CRMs and software at one point to realize we were sending, like, over a thousand emails a day to various people, which is a crazy thing to think about that. Like I'm not involved in it at all. Neither is Yusuf, but there's a every day, thousands and thousands of different emails at different times. Everyone's in their own like little part, like place in the journey are being sent out. If you don't know, if you're not confident in the template that all of that's sending from, you can very, very quickly create this absolute mess. That's very hard to unpick. So we very slowly did it, but a lot of that was because we initially was because we thought that, bespoke service was better and we need to do things manually and people paying for our time which is like mindset block number one the next one was we just didn't know it was like we like okay we we can't keep doing this manually but the assumption is well you have to hire somebody to do it for you because there's no other way around that and then we have also fallen into the trap of well we'll just automate this before doing it before testing it first yeah and the and, and that definitely causes a very different set of very very high velocity problems that are very hard to fix <laughs> Yeah, that's very, very permanent. Because it's just doing it in your sleep at all times if you don't know. And uh, and you don't know because you're not conscious of it. So I think, yeah, that's a very important part of it. So in terms of, I guess, what do you think switched you out of, you know, the first mindset of like, everything needs to be done manually. We need to, we must do it with 
a quill and pen, a, a quill and ink, <laughs> make sure that our clients, I mean, we'll mail it to them. You know, like, what, what took you out of that mindset and into, ah, oh, maybe there's some stuff that you could do a little more. Two things. One is realizing that everybody has a, an error rate. So if you send 20 emails, 30 emails, 100 emails, you'll eventually make a mistake. Like you'll, you'll eventually send it to the wrong person. You'll send the wrong plan to the wrong person. You'll put in typos where like he meant to say up carbs and you said drop carbs or like whatever it might be. You'll eventually make an error. Um, and that it's your service that you're talking about. So if there's not consistency, then client A gets a different service from client B to client C to client D. And I think like if you're trying to help a group of people, you want the results to be repeatable. You want like people to get the same service as while they're signing up. It's like the, the, I don't know whether you've heard the idea of like one of the, the cornerstones of like a good customer experience is, is consistency in the experience. So if you went into Starbucks on Monday and said, I'll have a medium Americano with milk. And it was just whatever like the barista felt like doing on that day. Yeah. And it was like their, their flair. So some days it's like hot milk, cold milk, bit of froth on top, different coffee, it, like some people prefer that, but most people go to somewhere and ask for something because they have an expectation of what that thing's going to be and they want the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. The second thing was just realizing that um, the th- the bottleneck in the business was just became our time. Yeah. And in terms of a way to allocate your t- time, doing something that can be done by software is a bad use of your time. Like when you, even if you spent that hour thinking, of like the direction of the business or um, a project you can work on or the way you can change something completely. Um, it, it's a very, that's a very high return on your hour versus doing something that you could have, you should have never done in the first place. So those two things kind of slowly, you get like regular reminders of them. Like every time you make a mistake in an email, you're like, we need to figure out a different way of doing this. Um, or, like when you know you get an extra client and you literally see that add on to your Saturday afternoon or Friday night, you know you literally see the time increasing and the admin that has to come along with that, or someone will buy and you'll forget to email them. Yeah, you know that you feel three days later you're like, oh god, like someone you know the client was is just been sat there having received nothing for three days because everything's completely manual. I don't know if people listen to this thing. Well, I would never do that. You will. But- yeah yeah it's, it's, it's volume you do it's fine to have that that those feelings at a small scale like everything's always fine at a small scale like if it's you and one client they get the best service it's very simple you don't have multiple things to remember as soon as that's 15 people 25 people 35 people something will break like something will definitely break um i think the the person we've spoken to on this podcast who's had the most clients and i don't think the interview is out yet in podcast land but it's coming out is with a guy who coaches me a guy called mike to he said he coached 80 people at one point i have no idea how he's done how he did that not one-to-one 80 people yep wow pretty full-on to the point where like all you do is check-ins and programming and communicating with people yeah so those are the those are the things that like and, and to be honest, it's mainly it's mainly Yusuf who drives like the and you'll have experienced this. Like he's always saying, like, have you have you seen this bit of software? Have you seen this thing? Have you seen that? And you're like, Oh god, I didn't even know that existed. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll add that in. And then suddenly you like look back look back a year ago and you're like, oh, I can't believe we used to do that manually. 
yeah. I can't believe we didn't used to have this thing. Um, 100%. I think it's, it's so interesting because Yusuf is so proactive on that. I think sometimes in a dangerous way, but yeah. in a way that I think it's not that dangerous. It's just our comfort levels of like, oh, but this is the way that we do yeah. things. And then you say, oh, no, this is quicker. Bye. Yeah, I'll see you. Sorry, I've got that. Sure, see you. And I think, well, like, well, even in life in general, I think what a first, so for people that don't know, I used to be a listener of the Propane Fitness Podcast way back when. Um, and then I kind of like outreached Yusuf and Johnny and, then, you know, it's like, oh, I can do some work with you guys, blah, blah, blah. And that, that's why I'm kind of where I am today, working with them. Um, but I remember that being such like a, my, I'm a very overthinkery, very much like, oh, the devil's in the detail, which is mm-hmm. helpful for some things. And I think it's helpful for creating really high quality things over a longer period of time. But for like the whole like moving quick and breaking things, that's not me. I don't want to break one thing ever. <laughs> anyone <laughs> listening, you know, it, like I, I, you become, the, the Yusuf is probably the other end of the scale, which is like break everything. Doesn't really matter. Let's see what happens. Oh, it was quicker. Amazing. Um, and I, I think that's, that really is a better way of doing things. I found just the way that reality works. Uh, it just seems to uh, favor those that do the sort of more Yusuf end of things. Um, does that make sense like it's not in every single case but even just you know even like maybe risking a bit of ad spend to get some test data like that's probably something that if left to my own devices i would never do in my life ever (laughs) but i don't know if it's oh flipping heck and you know i think that's been like a limiting factor for me so seeing both of you guys do that which i know it's it's slightly off automation but you know it's it's in the automation realm of like okay how can we improve this cool let's try it out let's go like I think that's that's a really great mentality to adopt if you're trying to move forward with business as opposed to so of, that yeah. I, I think it, it is while it's not automation because it's manual I think it's it's fundamental in creating automations yeah. because and that's kind of the, the the most common type of question that I get about this sort of thing is like how do I automate so someone is is inquiring about a propane business they'll have seen us talk about fourteen day challenges for example. And they'll be like, how do I automate my 14-day challenge? And it's like, well, you don't want the answer. You don't want the actual answer, which is you go through the steps. That, like, they, they maybe see us talk about clients who are doing a, a, a 14-day challenge that is fully automated, that is converting at 6%, and they don't touch it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I really want that. But what they don't see is like the four months of work of that client kind of iterating things and launching it and launching it 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 goes at four percent and they make a tweak here and there and they get the test data back and they make changes and they they end up with this like masterpiece that's had so much put through it that they 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 broke it five times and the version that's that's ending up they end up with is like now i know i can leave that and it'll run and i'm pretty confident that it's gonna that it's like the best version that i can that i can put together um whereas if you automate the first thing you do it's like well, having having something that's fifty percent of what it could be automated doesn't really help. Like yeah. you're you're losing so much. Um, yeah, and and, and software doesn't always work as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you know, because automation is essentially just infinite times. It's not exactly that because it's limited by seconds. If you want to get into a debate about it, but like you know, it's a inexhaustible resource of the thing that you put together. 
again and again and again and again to whatever triggers that. Like, it yeah. will literally never run out. So if the entire world opted in, they'd all get exactly the same email, um, for example. Um, and, like, having that not be good is just making you infinitely not good. Or, yeah. like, it, you know, it's infinitely, whatever level of quality that is, it's just an infinite version of that. Um, so that that's why, you know, obviously the making sure that you test the thing you're automating works and that you have something that you know is good before deciding, oh, let's automate this, let's turn this on forever, um, is incredibly crucial. Well, so a good example of this is I sent an email yesterday that had a typo in the final sentence. Um, now, the reason for that is we turned off the, because we're trying to break it and make it better, we've turned off the automation that's like our nurture sequence that is like six months long. And I know that the emails in that sequence don't have typos in them. So for months and months, like I haven't had to write it. There's not been as much of a pressure to write manual emails because people have been getting manual e- People have been getting the emails anyway, literally every day. Yeah. Um, and then you, you go to do it manually and you make a mistake. Like you just, people make mistakes. You know, you can, you can check something. And the most annoying thing about the whole process with that yesterday was I proofread everything up until the final sentence, because normally the final sentence is the same in every email. In this instance, I'd copied something from an email that I'd written in like October of last year that referred to the end of 2020. And it just completely ruined the meaning of the email. And it's the only email I've ever done that in. But, but I, like, you know, overall, uh, you write so many emails, eventually you make a mistake. Yeah. But I think the, the easiest work, because it can be quite overwhelming to think about automating stuff. Like, what does that even mean? Do I have to get AI to do things for me? Like, what is automation? I think if you just think of it simply as... Phone up AI. Phone up, yeah, phone up Mr. AI. Dr. AI. And I, Dr. AI, how's things? They are good, thank you. Would you like emails <laughs> sent better? But, and then, well, he, and you the AI would better. already know. Yeah, yeah it, they would already know what you wanted. You wouldn't even need to ring them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Quite the number and hang up. Oh, uh, it took a while to call me compared to normal. Yeah, that's just a scary version of AI. But um, if, you, if you're going to help someone lose weight simplest version you can sit in a room with that person and use your voice to tell them things and they hear that they hear you speaking in the room that's like the one-to-one service delivery like you are with that person at a time at a place step away from that is well which a lot of people have experienced due to lockdown i can have the same conversation but we don't have to be at the same place so like i'm still speaking to that person but I'm using Zoom or I'm using something else. I'm still kind of having the conversation with them, but when and it's still one-to-one, it's still at the same time, but it's not at the same place. Yeah. Then you can think, well, what I'm explaining to that person, I've probably explained multiple times. And actually I could have done that explanation like once as a, as a presentation. And then that person can watch it from their perspective at a time in a location, but they're watching a recording of me that's happening over and over and over again. And automation helps you move more and more towards this like one to one to many or technically like one to infinite yeah. instead of one to one that you're no longer bound by. I need to be somewhere physically or I need to be somewhere at a certain time. 
Yes. But the information is the same. Right. And so we're, we're leveraging time and space. Exactly. Yeah. Great coaching results. I mean, it's, it's weird when you see someone like reply to something that they have just been sent, but you made it two years ago. Yeah. You know, and like they've just completed the module or they've just completed the explanation that you recorded two years ago. And they were like, just want to say this was great. Thanks for explaining. You're like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure I thought it was great at the time, Yeah, but it's, you know, so think of it like if you could take out all of the knowledge in your mind and turn it into resources that people can tap into whenever they need, isn't that better for everybody than you physically being the bottleneck? to the yeah. number of people you can help. And that really, that's what automation allows you to do. Um, and that's the same with selling. It's like when people automate their 14 day challenge, if it, if everybody is somewhere in the world is hitting the end of it now, 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 then you're probably going to get enough clients. Yeah. This is like having to do phone calls with people who want to enroll in your program. Equally, if clients are getting their new program as soon as they sign up, rather than having to wait for you to wake up in the morning and check your emails and have your coffee and manually compose the email and then forget to send it, you know? So really that, really that's it in terms of what is automation, but the the biggest mistakes are rushing there and not, yeah. as you say, like breaking things, testing stuff and then automating the perfect or the close to perfect version. Right. And then I think, you know, just in terms of, steps that you can automate or steps that can be automated i think you talked there so obviously you know delivery of the actual coaching itself um sort of nurture sequence you talked about a little bit in terms you know so you can have your best emails or, or your best performing emails that you've ever put your email list um you can have that so that each you know new person that opts in gets a series of those and it's more likely to work with you or you know it, well, it's, it's still a hypothesis, but you know, as time goes on, you'll see that that's the case. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Your most interactive with emails are more likely to get people to stay engaged with what you're doing and more likely to purchase coaching off you in the future. Um, your sales process, even. There's basically, I, I think that's just to say that like almost every point of your business can be automated. Um, yeah. The only thing that currently can't is really the creative side of things. Um, yeah. Now, it might eventually, and I don't know what world looks like at that point, but but even then, there's still tools and software that you can use to make those decisions a lot easier. Um, well, that, that's the that's the filling the automation part, isn't it? Like, there's still a human involved in deciding what gets automated. So, like, ads are automated in the sense that, like, instead of posting on social media every day, I set things up so that it posts on social media for me, basically, is all that's happening yeah. all the time. Or like in a manual sense, like Yusuf's Twitter, I think he wrote like, I can't remember the number, but hundreds of tweets in a day. And that's now his Twitter. And people don't realize that. People people see his Twitter and think like, Yusuf's always on Twitter. He's not. He's really on the pulse. <laughs> He's, and that's a piece of software, you know, that, that allowed him to do all of that. Um, and he, he jumps on there and replies to people, but he's not sending those, those tweets every day. Um, so, so yeah, so there's like marketing and sales that, as Alex is saying, like you can't, you can't press a button on a piece of software that just does all of your marketing and sales. Money now. <laughs> yeah. Keep pressing it. Yeah. But you know, you, you still need to, you put in to these systems, what is going to, what is going to happen? You put in the creative thought, you design it in a way, and then 
generally as as you put it before like the, what they ensure happens is the kind of the what would have been the manual process so like it happening every day or it happening multiple times a day that you don't need to worry about so yeah. you're kind of pointing something in the right direction and then letting it run but marketing and sales is a key part of it so there's a lot in that so ads obviously any kind of social media automation um your actual sales process automation onboarding is a big one for automation so like the initial sales sequence a lot of people send stuff to clients manually when you just don't need to um Uh, and then big just from the emotional like buyer's perspective of like what's more likely to get goodwill from a buyer is it that they buy something and they get an email being like well come to the program log into the members area let's go that's really exciting because mostly at the point of sale people are excited you know they want to play with their new toy they want to get Mm -hmm. um and like that that just is true and the quicker that you can deliver that and like meet them at that point of excitement the more likely they are to buy into the process itself um definitely you know if they have to wait for you to wake up, then, then you know, like, oh, good. oh no, and then you know they've had like an argument with the missus, or they, you know, or like they've had yeah. a road rage incident, and then they get the email from you, oh sorry mate, just woke up. Here's the uh, here's the four, fourteen day you know initial onboarding. Thing. That's just annoying for them, as opposed to like if they're like sat there, they've purchased, and then straight away get access to the thing and they can jump into it. That you just start off on a better place and they're more likely to get results uh, uh, you know in your program and that looks better on you and you get more client testimonials and so on and so forth and it, it just it really does improve your business um even, even the onboarding itself it's just once and done as well yeah like once you've built that it's it's like i never have to think about that again well, exactly. like, I, 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 think, I never have to remember ever I, again i think like the concept of once and done is a bit like like obviously, it's it's not like literally you only ever do things once and they're done. <laughs> like you iterate until it's a really good thing. That's the once. Mm-hmm. That's the once, as opposed to like I wrote one email and now my business has happened forever. Like it's not that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it's like once you have a system, you know. So, I mean, if you look at the article, how to run your fitness business like the pros do on propane-business.com. Um, you'll see that basically a business is kind of a series of systems basically designed to create an output um, at each stage of it. So, you know, your your marketing is designed to make people that don't know you know who you are and be interested in working with you. So once you have that, know who they are and interested in working with you down and that you've like got that to the point where it's probably as efficient as it can be manually, it's time to automate or hire someone else to do it for you. But obviously automation is probably cheaper and has a bit more infinity to it because you're then still limited if you hire someone else to their their mistakes and their human error and they're probably less invested in it than you because it's not their business so yeah so i I definitely i mean we we've tried that like we tried hiring people to do the like the super repetitive manual things and it's just not if you if software can do it software doesn't get tired software doesn't forget software doesn't have an opinion on it right and like a lot of this stuff is boring. A lot of it, there's not really a reward associated with it. There's no, like, you can't put your own spin on something. It's just, this needs to happen every day, 10 times a day. And if I've got to do it, like, it's like production line work. It's very demotivating. Yeah. Um, so if software can do it, definitely get software to do it. Um, the, the coaching side, so like where I think people really add value is 
you know what i'm sure there is stuff that in the future we'll be able to do it like look at a client's situation and look at where a client wants to get to and use your experiences and like your your toolkit internally to think this is probably the, the best thing for them that's what humans should be doing in a coaching business the rest of it you probably don't need to have someone do you can do software you can use software to to do it for you but only after you've made it really really good <laughs> exactly right. and that should, should be everything should be really good exactly. all the time there you go so make stuff really good then get a robot to do your work for you um yeah so that that is automations if you have any more questions about it you know reach out to us on instagram propane fitness and we'll, we'll answer any questions or, or really any other topics that you want us to cover and uh, speak soon bye want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build propane fitness we walk through the sales systems the delivery systems follow-up remarketing how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24 7 we really do cover the full thing right and if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.